0: What's going on guys? Welcome to an impromptu live today. An impromptu episode on Dime Dropper. Before we get started, you see the bottom. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Make sure the notification bell is turned on. So you know every single time I go live or post a video for all things LA sports, clippers in particular, and basketball in general. You know, today I was gonna just talk about All-Star Weekend, why it's gotten worse, what we can make it better, what we could do to make it better. But man, I was blindsided. Even though there's been a lot of talks recently, I just didn't think it was going to happen. And it did. The Clippers are picking up Russell Westbrook off the buyout market. Before I continue any further, I just want to say, we just had the live crash for everybody that was on YouTube. Please let me know if, the connection is coming in good if everything's fine no lag by the way shout out to my man jake burns i see him in the comment section repping one of his shirts right now go check out his merch man he makes great clipper stuff this one is a lob city shirt so go check out my man jake burns anyway let's get right into it i'm gonna start out by talking about how i felt going into today then i'm gonna talk about how i feel now and then going forward how i'm gonna have to find an optimistic way to spin it because for those of you that follow me you know two things I'm a huge Russell Westbrook fan. I want to make that really clear to start the video. I'm a huge Westbrook fan. There is no point guard that I've rooted for in his career that hasn't put on a Clipper uniform in my life like Russell Westbrook. The only other one you can argue is maybe Rondo. And the funny part is we've had them both now. And Rondo didn't work out too great. But at the same time, he was also part of the only Western Conference Finals team we've ever had. Now... Russell Westbrook was one of my favorite players for a long time. Why, you might ask. Well, he went to UCLA. I come from a UCLA family. I met him at UCLA camp when I was 9 or 10 years old, when he was a rookie, just finishing his rookie year. And I said what's good to him, and he was a nice guy and everything. And I've just gotten to see him grow into what he's become, you know, a future Hall of Famer, an MVP, a guy that did the unthinkable. I never thought in a million years somebody would average a triple-double, and he did it. He did it three times, right? Three times. Maybe four Anyway, 2017 and 2021, I know he did it, and I'm pretty sure he did it in 2018. But let's get right into it, right? That's not the Russell Westbrook the Clippers are getting. Um, I didn't want the Clippers to get Russ. I didn't want the Clippers to get Russ for a couple of reasons. One, just look at him on the Lakers. Now, it's a different situation, I understand. And he will absolutely be a better fit for our roster than theirs. But he wasn't playing good basketball the last two years. Yes, the stats look good here and there, but that's the thing about a lot of Russ, not even just Russ stans, I don't want to say Russ stans, there's still a lot of NBA fans, especially stans and fanboys who I'm a noted hater of, is they just look at stats to justify things that you can see when you watch actual games. And if you want to go back and see what I was saying about Russell Westbrook on the Lakers the last two years, you can. That's why I have my channel. That's why I make playlists for you guys to do this and go back and see what I was saying in real time. Because I do almost every Laker game. This year has been a little different because we had the World Cup, so I didn't. But I watched almost every Laker game. And the fact of the matter is, Russell Westbrook is not the same player he once was. He did not play good basketball for the Lakers the last two years. You can argue he did more negative things than positive. Actually, I I don't want to argue that. I think he did just because the fit was bad. You know, him and LeBron, they were not the right fit. They're both guys that want to control the game, dictate the game. They both made their own version of sacrifices to try to make it work, but it was just too clunky in the half court, especially. And obviously, we know Russell Westbrook's shooting deficiencies. He's always not been able to really shoot the three ball at a high level, but Now he's not even hitting his mid-range like that anymore. These last four years, I started seeing it in 2019 against the Blazers, but these last couple years after that, he has not had a consistent jumper at all. The fact of the matter is the spacing of the modern NBA, if anything has saved him and been able to let him play at a higher level for longer because now all he needs to do is break one defender off the dribble, he's to the rim, and he can make an easier read than he did in the past because there's more shooters. Back in the day, he was playing with Ibaka and Perkins in his half-court set, and he was still dominant because he was that good. That's not the Russell Westbrook we're getting. So I want to make that very clear. He was basically still had all the negatives that he used to have in OKC. That by the way, I spent years and years defending him at lunch in middle school and high school. I remember everyone used to say in middle, when I was in middle school that Kevin Durant needed to get rid of Russ because Russ was the problem with the Thunder. And I remember when they didn't have Russ in 2013 against the Grizzlies, they got wiped off the floor in five games. And I got to tell all those KD fans or all the Russ haters, and I said, ha, they need Russ. They're nothing without him. And that's the thing. I mean, I have supported this guy for so long. You would think that a person like me would be ecstatic, one of your favorite players on your favorite team. This should be a joyous occasion. But... What I want is the Clippers to win a championship more than anything in my life that I have no control over. That's the one thing I want, and I want before I die is for the Clippers to win a championship, and I have no control over it. All I can do is do my best to talk about it and have fun, and maybe one day move up in the ranks and be a part of this organization. But right now, I'm very content with just speaking my mind. And the way I feel about it is to finalize with the first thing with the Lakers, yes, I don't think Russ is that great anymore. He turns the ball over way too much. He's not a good shooter. And in his, you know, in this era where the efficiency is much different, he's shooting 42% from the field and 30% from three the last two years. He's playing a career low in minutes this year. And you know why that is? Because Darvin Ham benched him, finally did what no coach could ever do and put him off the bench. Now, I do think Russ did better in that role. If you look at the numbers, they don't really fully line up to, to, that, you know, to me saying that. But I think a reduced role helped him, and I thought that he had a little bit newfound energy off the bench. But that being said, the Lakers still moved away from him. Now, as far as the Clippers, we didn't have to give up everything the Lakers gave up to get Russ. We're also not paying him $46 million a year. So we don't have that level of expectation for him. He has a different roster around him. Now, the reason why I didn't want the move coming into today was because all the people that are pro this move, most of them are either one or two sets of people. Either they don't watch the Clippers or actually three sets of people. Either they don't watch the Clippers, they don't understand how NBA offense works, or they just are going to support any move the Clippers make regardless of who it is. Here's my thing. The modern NBA is about creating good shots. It's not about having a pass 1st point guard or a point guard with high assist numbers. It's about creating good shots, open looks. The Clippers offensively are bottom 10 in the league in offensive rating. So for everybody that doesn't really watch the Clippers that much, they're saying, well, their offense sucks. They don't get enough open shots. They don't get enough downhill rim pressure. This is the perfect move. That's, that's the defense. It's the perfect move. He provides downhill rim pressure. He's a more he's more of a traditional point guard than anybody that they have. He's a better option at the point guard than anybody that they have. He's played with Paul George. He gave Paul George his best regular season of his entire career. And now he's playing with two guys that primarily like to work off the ball, kick the ball in the post, and all that good stuff. Here's the thing: the Clippers had just made three solid moves. Bring it in Bones Highland, bring it in Eric Gordon, bring it in Mason Plumlee. Let me give you the reason why a big, a couple of reasons why the Clippers offense hasn't looked as good and why I'm confident it was going to get better. Number one, without Kawhi Leonard, you can throw all those numbers in the trash, all those numbers in the trash, because what's the point of taking the the Mavs offensive rating without Luka Doncic? What point are you proving? Because that's not the, that's not what the final product of the Clippers supposed to look like so let's throw that out the window we also play games with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George out with Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris running the offense and you expect our offensive rating to look good so let's take that into consideration right off the bat next you got to look at the offensive rating with Terrence Mann Paul George that starting lineup and when I checked the other day the offensive rating was 134 With the Clippers starting lineup. That's including Marcus Morris. That would be the best offensive rating in the league. Now it wouldn't be if I took other five-man groups from around the league, obviously. But the point is, Terrence Mann, and that's been the complaint from a lot of people that were anti this move, he has been so fantastic. And it's not that he's playmaking or anything like that like crazy. It's the fact that he's more athletic than Reggie Jackson. He's not going to do more than what he's asked to do. He doesn't think he's better than he is. He makes our defense better. He gets to the rim, and he's shooting well from three right now. We play point point guard by committee. If it wasn't for this move, what we were going to do is we were going to play point guard by committee. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Eric Gordon, now that he's here, Norman Powell, and a little bit of Bones Highland, Terrence Mann, are going to be the ones that run pick and roll as the ball handler. Now, those names, you might be thinking, those aren't good names. Like, you're not not helping your case right now, bro, saying those names. None of those guys are point guards. None of those guys are better passers than Russ. You're absolutely right. None of those guys are better passers than Russ. And none of those guys are better point guards than Russ. But here's the thing. Paul George did come with his own issues in terms of being the primary ball handler for the Clippers because he's reckless, turns the ball over, and makes terrible decisions. But you know what? Let's bring in Russell Westbrook to fill that void. Are you being serious? I didn't even mention Russ's questionable decision-making when I was just talking about what he's not good at right now because I'm going to go more in-depth about it. Like this episode, we're going to go in-depth for sure. But I just made it vague and said turnovers. Russell Westbrook and Paul George make two of the most, two of, like some of the most head scratching decisions and timely, costly turnovers I've ever seen future Hall of Famers make. And you know what? No matter what kind of fucking excuse these Paul George and Russ fanboys want to make, that's exactly why they lost to the Jazz and the Blazers two years in a row. And mind you, I watched everything. Every single one of those games. Rooting for them. I rooted for them every step of the way. They lost to Utah because Russ didn't have one good game at Utah. Ricky Rubio outplayed him in some of those games. His jumper was broke. He made questionable decisions. And Paul George absolutely didn't do very well in Utah either. Especially game six where at least Russell Westbrook played his ass off. Paul George played terribly. And then the following year... Everyone wanted to blame it on Paul George's shoulders. And if you watched my rant when we blew a 3-1 lead in the bubble and if you've been listening to me for three years that I've had this show, you'll know that Paul George's mistakes against the Blazers had nothing to do with his shoulders. He made mental mistakes that he makes when he's healthy. So don't give me that shit. They didn't work out in the playoffs for a reason. Because when it comes down to it, this game is about confidence and about the mentality. I'm not saying that Paul George and Russ don't have a killer mentality. Please do not twist my words. But there is levels to IQ and levels to confidence. And Paul George has wishy-washy confidence, the highest levels of the NBA playoffs. Russell Westbrook, Paul George and Kawhi only. I'm sorry, Paul George and Russ, they made questionable decisions in the playoffs. I have major doubts about either of them winning a championship with a big role on a team, meaning a top three player on their team. We already have these doubts about Paul George. I already have people in my comments on Locked On Clippers and Dime Dropper saying the Clippers need to get rid of Paul George because mentally he doesn't have it. It's not a skill deficiency. And mind you, I didn't agree with those people. I said we got to give him a chance because he and Kawhi have never finished a postseason with Ty Lue. They never have. Because obviously Kawhi got hurt the one postseason we had them both. So let's let them finish this postseason. And I was very comfortable with the point guard by committee because I believe there were no better options out there. That includes Russ. Why? We, well, we brought in John Wall. And most of the people that are pro-Russ right now are using the exact same reasons that we gave for John Wall. He's a fast-paced player that will push it more. He will—he's a more traditional point guard than the options we have. He will get Paul George and Kawhi in their spots. He will like basically acting like he's just gonna get them wide-open shots and all that. Russell Westbrook to me right now is an upgraded John, an upgrade. Keyword is an upgrade, but he has the same deficiencies. He thinks he's better than he still is. He's basically only good going to the basket in terms of scoring. His mid-range is absolutely cashed. No, I'm sorry. Okay, that's that was uh, the wrong terminology for my audience here. Not cash. His mid-range is done. It's broke, right? Teams are going to invite him to shoot it a ton. They're going to go under every single screen, no matter who's setting it, in my opinion. No, they're going to switch the wings setting the screen, but when Zubat sets the screen, they're going underneath every single time, just like they did with John. They're going to sag off five feet, inviting him to drive, and... He makes, as I said, very questionable decisions, and off ball, he's not a threat at all. If anything, he's a net negative. People, the second Kawhi Leonard gets an entry pass from Russ and catches the ball in the mid post, Russ's defender is going to double him or just stay in between Kawhi and Russ immediately. Immediately. And Russell Westbrook. One thing I wanted to see him do with the Lakers is cut off the ball more. And he doesn't. He's very stagnant. Almost as if he thinks that when he gets the ball in the kickout, that's a good spot for him. That's something that the defense is afraid of. It's not. And that's the thing that makes me so like sad about it all is that I root for Russ. I've been saying he's going to get over it. I used to say he was young. He's going to eventually figure it out. He is in year 15 and he's still getting the same criticism he was getting in year 5. That's the problem. That's the, I don't give a fuck that he can't shoot. Shooting is one aspect of basketball that even though today's NBA it's such a big priority, it's the most to me. It's the most overrated aspect of the of basketball. Shooting the ball. There's motherfuckers out there that could come out the uh, come on the playgrounds and all they can do is shoot and they can't dribble a lick and they get laughed off the court because you fucking suck. Russell Westbrook does far more when when he was in his prime. Yeah, he wasn't a great shooter. He did far more than that to be a superstar and an earned Hall of Famer that he is. But I'm afraid those things have just decreased. And to win a championship, you need high IQ guys. You need high IQ guys. And we already have one person to worry about with Paul George. At, and again, please don't make it seem like I'm saying he's a low IQ player. He's a low IQ player for a star. And you know what? Simple truth. Sorry, Russ fans. Because I'm a Russ fan too. But he's probably the lowest IQ point guard of any Hall of Fame point guard. To me, there's, I can't think of anyone else that would be in this discussion. This guy takes three-pointers like he's a good shooter. You know why he's open? People are like, well, he was open. Then he's open for a fucking reason. And it's the same with John Wall. He's going to be left open left and right. He's going to be open left and right. So that's why I don't want Russ. I don't believe that Russ is going to create that many better shots for us. Here's the thing. It's hard to drive on an NBA player when they're sagging off five feet from you already. Now, here's the thing. Here's where Russ can prove me wrong in this aspect by creating good shots. All he needs to do is show that he can blow by whoever's guarding him. If he can blow by whoever's guarding him and finish at the rim, changes everything. The thing is, when I watch them on the Lakers... He wasn't blowing by everybody that was guarding him. But he still was here and there. The thing is this. The Lakers don't have the shooting we have. So people are going to be staying attached to their defenders more with the Clippers. With the Lakers, teams are going to load up the paint. I'm sorry. Load up on him. Pack the paint. And invite him to drive and kick because they're not worried about those shooters. So if he is out there with guys like Nico, Paul George, Norman, Senior even, Eric, who he's played with before... He is going to be able to basically just go one-on-one. If he can go one-on-one and consistently get by defenders and finish, because that's the thing that really seemed to drop off. The numbers don't back me up on it, but he does not finish the way he used to. He really doesn't. And he was finishing, like, even if his percentages aren't that different, he was driving into more traffic in the past because the game was different. He had Steven Adams hanging around the rim. Like, the Lakers tried to put out certain lineups that cleared the paint for him. They even tried putting LeBron at the five last year, and it just wasn't the same. It just wasn't the same. So that's my thing. I don't believe that Russell Westbrook is good enough one-on-one to create good looks. Because what the thing is, the Clippers get switched on a lot. Everybody knows that we lack downhill rim pressure and that Kawhi and Paul George aren't blowing by guys like they used to. In Kawhi's case, he was never that fast and quick off the dribble. They're going to switch everything on us. So we got to be able to create shots one-on-one, and that's the thing. When people say, oh, the Clippers don't get good shots at the end of games. So Russell Westbrook's the answer to that? The guy that's notoriously been questionable at the end of games and throughout his career in big moments in in terms of big, highest level of ball? Like, look, I'm going to give it to you straight. There's a reason Paul George and Russ haven't won rings. And it's not, well, they haven't had a good enough team. No, give me, give me a fucking break. They haven't won rings because they have made questionable decisions. They have lost as the favorite. Russell Westbrook had a 3-1 lead. Him and Kevin Durant blew it. He and Paul George blew it twice. You're basically asking Kawhi Leonard, because he's won a championship, and Norman Powell and Tylu have won a championship. Hey, let's go. We're going to ride this together, and we're going to get you guys a ring. I just don't think it's going to happen because here's my thing as I said I already had enough doubts about the uh, about our team as it is. I wanted us my goal was after this All-Star break we get a 3 seed after all the bullshit we've been through we go into the playoffs with the top 3 seed and we now have a revamped squad that I think can make some noise now that Reggie Jackson's gone. And that's not to say anything bad about Reggie, but I think we got rid of three guards. And the problem with Ty Lewis, he's been going with three smaller guards so much this season that we made his job easier by saying, you know what, John Wall, Luke Kennard, Reggie, you want to play them all at once? Well, we'll just get rid of them so you have no choice but not to play them. Which gets us to today. The reason why I didn't think it was going to happen was because we just got Bones Highland, who was already mad about his role in Denver, and now he's coming to LA. Yes, he's more of a long-term project, But why would you bring in another point guard if you're going to bring in a point guard? And I want to play a clip for everybody that's listening right now. Because this was what made me really confident that we weren't going to get him. But you know what it is? It's Lawrence Frank versus the players here. And it was the same as Rob Polinka versus the players. However, I don't have evidence that Rob Polinka was super against Russ. But from what I know, I don't think that was his plan. Let me play the audio for you. And we're going to talk about why I was disappointed in him. I mean, why I'm sh- so shocked. The complimentary complementary ball for create an advantage and moving. Um, we built our team around Y and PG uh, and then surround them with complementary pieces. So I think you, you look at everything, you try to explore everything, uh, and it's also a competitive trade market. You know, you're not, you know, you don't just always get the perfect thing, but you look, okay, how can we get the team better? So I think, and this is not a, um, any uh, insinuation on the roster we had prior is, I think we we got better. I think subtly, with some of the subtle changes we made, we've improved. Um, ultimately, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to you know all our players' availability, the ability to play well together, and to completely buy into what Lou needs them to do. Ball, he also said. If there was a point guard that could be in our top eight or nine, we looked at those guys. We need someone who won't be played off the floor defensively. I don't think that is exactly Russ's problem. But here we go. Ready? Share ball responsibilities, but not be so ball dominant. Gotta be able to shoot. Ding, ding, ding. That's the kicker right there. Gotta be. Oh, you couldn't hear anything? Okay, I'll delete that part. Can you hear me now? I'll be in here, me. But, all right, so the key words there are gotta be able to shoot. Russell Westbrook doesn't fit that description, does he? And he's pretty damn ball dominant. So that tells me, and from Andrew Grief's article for the LA Times, the Clipper Beat writer, the front office didn't want him. This is all Paul George, Marcus Morris, Kawhi Leonard. Ty Lue maybe even, because everybody knows that Ty Lue, he even said, I like point guards because I was a point guard. He told Joey Lynn that, a beat writer. So, I mean, it's very clear who wanted this and who didn't. Lawrence Frank, you don't go out and get Bones Highland, a backup point guard, that you said you're probably going to have a, a little bit of a role this season because he was upset in Denver. And now, what's that conversation going to be like? I mean, that's huge. And then you're going to have to tell Terrence, I mean, is Terrence Mann coming out of the starting lineup now? Is Russ going to start? Because here's the thing. What we've heard now, everybody's saying that Russ, Law Murray reported that Russ is likely to start. My boy Cecil, who's Russ's cousin, also says that Russ on the bench was just a Laker thing. He's still a starting point guard. But then Andrew Greif's article said that they don't know yet. All that was promised to Russ is that he's going to be able to play a role on a championship contender. Which we are. But let me just make this very clear. Ty Lue, Paul George, Marcus Morris, mainly Paul George and Marcus Morris, publicly advocated for him to the media. Now, y'all know how I feel about players doing too much in the front office. I criticize LeBron all the time for being led GM. I said I didn't like how Kawhi Leonard strong-armed our organization into getting Paul George and trading the entire farm for him, including an absolute stud who's averaging 30 points a game right now, right now, and his best years are ahead of him. Paul George doing this, I'm really fucking mad at him. I'm not gonna lie. I'm really fucking mad. The only way... You can justify this is by winning a championship. I don't give a fuck if we get to the finals and lose. Because you know what? I'm going to be devastated if we do that. I'm going to be devastated if we do that. This is not a charity. This is not a charity where we just feel bad because someone's not being loved and we want to take him in and bring him into our home and give him a roof over our head. What the fuck is this? Make a wish? I'm trying to win a fucking championship. That's my wish. This is not funny to me. It's not a game. It's not, oh, let's test it out. We got 25 games or something like that. Right? I'm not a fan of bringing in a player with that big a name at this stage of the season and trying to make it work. We've already had our lack of continuity problems. We've had guys like Robert Covington riding pine for Reggie Jackson. And now Terrence Mann finally gets moved into the starting lineup. Finally, he's getting 30 minutes a game. Not to mention, we still want him to close games. And now we're in danger of him not starting anymore. This is the problem. This is the problem. Do the positives outweigh the negatives? At the end of the day, everything I said in the last 25 minutes is a lot of like blah, 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 blah. It comes down to this. Paul George hasn't won a ring for a reason. Russell Westbrook hasn't won a ring for a reason. They were together and they shat the bed in two consecutive playoffs against teams that they should have probably beaten. And now you bring the turnover brothers back together in worse versions of themselves to make it better again and live happily ever after and do the unthinkable with a franchise that already has had a label and a book out about being cursed. What could go wrong? Are you fucking serious? Lawrence Frank, I hope you walk away from this franchise if we don't win the championship because they don't deserve you. They don't deserve you. It's been point guard whisperer Ty Lu, and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard that have pushed for a point guard, that pushed for John Wall, that pushed for Reggie. We've brought in Paul George's friends three different times now. One of them ended up being a Clipper legend, but we didn't win the championship. Ultimately, he is not part of the plans for a reason. And uh, I don't think Rondo was one of their friends, but John Wall didn't work out. And now we bring in an upgraded John Wall with twice the pressure. And now the media attention is going to be crazy. There's, There's people. I mean, the celebration today on social media that we got him from everyone else was insane. And it makes me want him to prove everyone wrong so badly. And trust me, I'm going to get to the positive spin in a second. But, oh my God, like, I had no confidence in Paul George. And I have no confidence in Russ. I do have some confidence in Kawhi, but there's an issue there. He doesn't play every game. Now, every game counts. We have 21 games to get these three incorporated together. And more importantly, for Ty Lue to figure it all out. And that brings me to my next concern. I know what everyone should be thinking. Listen, if Russ is as bad as you say, then he's not going to play that much. If this were before this year, I would say 100%. I'd say I trust Ty Lu and I back him no matter what because I know he's gonna make the right decision. But this year has not been like that. This year he's had an addiction to playing three guards. It takes every, gr- it takes like 10 straight good performances for Terrence Mann to be respected the way he should be respected for everything that motherfucker has done for this fucking franchise. You know what? Star, empow- it's not player empowerment. It's star empowerment because it's just the stars that get what they want. If Terrence Mann walked into Lawrence Frank's office and said, yo, LF, I-, I think if Russ comes, I'm like, I'm low-key not fucking with the fact that I'm gonna maybe have to go back to the bench. I'm not gonna get less minutes and I feel like I'm doing better with this team. Hey, thanks, Terrence. We really, really appreciate your input. We'll figure it out. You know, we're going to do only what's what we think is best for the team. See ya. That's probably what it is. Like, he doesn't get any fucking say in this. It's the guys that are making the most money, that are getting rested the most, that are dictating our team. I am tired of it. If And I'm being straight serious. If we don't win the championship this year, I want them all out of here. I'm done. Because this isn't fun this season. This isn't fun. I have, I've been repeated it many times. I've even said it on Locked On Clippers where I try to be more positive. This is not fun. I want to have fun as a fan again. I want to have someone to believe in, something to look forward to. We have so much pressure on us and these guys aren't healthy enough. When they're healthy, it's really fun because we're building towards something, but they're never healthy. Now, one thing that helps though is that Russell Westbrook don't miss games. I love that about him. Thank you. Thank you. I love that, but again, I'm going to save the positives for a second because I don't worry. I'm still going to say a lot of good stuff about Russ, but I want them all gone. Kawhi as well, because he. Let, let's not. I don't know. I've just talked about Paul George so much, but let's not, um, like act like Kawhi Leonard had no say in this. Kawhi Leonard absolutely had a say in this. He's been wanting a point guard too. It's been reported by multiple people. He wanted Lowry. He wanted Freddie Van Vliet. We got Rondo. He kept saying we want like. Two years ago, we said our basketball IQ needs to get higher. And Kawhi very clearly doesn't want to bring up the ball. It's it's more evident than Paul George. So let's not give Kawhi Leonard a pass or Ty Lue. I want them all gone after the season if we don't win because it's been four years. How many shots are we going to give you? They're not getting any younger. We had a good team. And now we're always going to have the what if, if. What if we didn't make this move? What if we just let the roster that we just went 2-0 with after the trades play out? There's always going to be that what if if we don't win the championship this year. I don't want to do this again this next season. I don't. Like, now we have an excuse. Now it's going to be, oh, we just didn't have enough time to gel. We got rust. Now next season, like, we're going to come back. Like, no. How many years do you get a chance? I'm very pro not blowing it up. Like, I think that teams are very premature. But I'm not having fun as a fan. I have no belief. With Lob City, people used to say blow it up all the time. But I said, no, Blake's best days are still ahead. Chris Paul doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. We just need to make some tweaks. I had more faith in that. But I have no faith in these guys because they've played 28 or like 28 out of 61 games this season together. Like and but thankfully we now bring in a player that's durable. I just I just I'm very disappointed in the fact that the front office let them get bullied like this. Or got bullied like this. Um I get it though, it's a tough business. Like you want to keep your stars happy. Polinka had to deal with the same thing. And Polinka's been getting trashed for a year now before he made this insane deal to move off of Russ. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. They don't get any passes. And quite frankly, I want them out the door if we don't win the championship. I want them out the door because I want to enjoy my team again. More consistent. I want to enjoy my team again. This hasn't been a fun season. So I want them gone. Now let's get to the positive. I'm not going to say that this is over, that the season's done. I'm going to give them a chance because I have to as a fan. I have no choice. Here's where it could help. We have much better shooters than the Lakers. We have much better shooters than the Lakers. So if Russell Westbrook can get to the rim, get by that primary defender, and get some buckets, the one thing I absolutely have faith in him is that he's going to make the right pass. Or I'm sorry, he can still make the right pass when he attracts a help defender. When Russ blows by somebody and he gets the help defender, he can still make great passes, find open shooters. He is easily the best passer on this team, has the best court vision on this team, has the best passing mechanics on the team. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt. He's played with Paul George. It's clear that Paul George likes him. And I think one thing that we need Russ to do is have fun again. And I think we can bring that out of him. I think we can get him to have fun again. Now, the thing is, he's going to need to play well in the half court because we're not a fast-break team. The only person that may run with him is like Norman Powell or Terrence Mann if he tries to push the pace. It's going to be the same as John Wall. He can't just go one-on-five. We're a slower half-court team, and he's going to have to be good in the half-court. We're not going to be able to just run and gun. Another big concern with Russ is his defense. He's been... I didn't even mention that until now 33 minutes into the show. He was atrocious to me on defense the last two years. The only time where he played good D is when teams were... Or when the Lakers were switching a lot, and a, like somebody tried to post him up and bully him, and Russ was like, yeah, you're not bullying me. Like, I'm still Russell Westbrook. I'm still strong as shit. And he would do well, like against Julius Randle a couple weeks ago, against the Knicks. But overall, in terms of navigating the pick and roll and getting over screens, he died on, like, damn near every single screen for two years, for a year and a half. Like, I watched the games. And every and the games I didn't watch, I saw insane complaining from Laker fans that I trust. His effort on defense was pathetic. And if he doesn't play good defense, he's no different than John Wall. That's what I'm saying. Barely upgraded. He better play defense. And here's the thing. As I said, it's all about confidence. Sometimes a new environment can do wonders for you. We saw what it did to Nico. We saw what it did to Reggie. Yeah, it didn't work out for John, but hopefully it works out for Russ. Now, in terms of the lineup, I'm nervous about Ty Lu. He's had a... Yeah, I've already mentioned all the things that I, you know, T- Terrence Mann's lack of respect, the Marcus Morris conviction that he has that he just continues to play him more than guys that are just better than him for our team. He did the same with Reggie to the point where he had to trade him to save him from himself. Trade Reggie to save Ty from himself. My problem is I don't know if Ty is going to make the right decisions because he hasn't this season. That's what really concerns me. If if Russell Westbrook is who he is. And you know, now that he's not getting that fat contract, he can be treated a little differently. Like everybody used to say, you're not going to put a $46 million guy on the bench. But now he's not a $46 million guy. So Ty Lu ultimately can prevent all this shit I'm saying from happening by making one big decision. Russ doesn't close games. Because teams are going to invite him to shoot. And I don't remember who said it, but it was a great quote. And they said, the ball finds a way of finding non-shooters at the end of games. And that's totally facts. If we don't close with Russ, I absolutely think that he could be a positive. I really do. I really think he can be a positive if he just doesn't close games. But the problem is, how is he going to feel? He's still Russell Westbrook. And that's ultimately what he needs to do more than anything is buy in. He was too stubborn with the Lakers. He was way too stubborn. He bought in, but you can see his press conferences, his body language, he just wasn't he wasn't able to be himself. And I also, from an inside source, know someone within the Lakers or somebody who talked to someone within the Lakers that told me that Russ wasn't given a fair shake last season. That Vogel, LeBron, after they saw him play a little poorly in the beginning of the season, they just turned on him and it was very uncomfortable. So And and that was evident from what you can see in the press conferences and all that, the body language, the quotes that were coming out. So hopefully the new environment helps him. And here's the the couple things uh, I look forward to. He doesn't miss games. And even though I think people still exaggerate when they say he plays hard every game, he gives us 110%, that's not what I've seen because I think defense counts in that too. And he hasn't been playing 110% defense the last couple years. But... He still has passion. He still has emotion. And that's something I've been saying we've totally lacked since Pat Bev left. We lack a galvanizer. Kawhi is not that. Paul George is not that. They're way too cool for school. Now we have a guy that's going to get everybody huddled up in the game that's going to say, AP, hey I'm going to get you the next shot. Relax. A true leader of men. And that's one thing I cannot criticize Russ. He's a leader of men. But he went to LeBron's team, that's not his team. And this isn't either per se, but we need a voice like that. We do. We really do. And I think that's where we could actually... Use him so well. Even if he's not playing, if he can, this is where I challenge him though. If he's not getting the minutes that he thinks he's gonna get, that he expected, and Tyloo's like, "Look, all the things I said. He's not a good spacer off the ball. You know, team's are gonna sag off on him. All that. Switch the pick, pick and rolls. Switch their centers on him in pick and rolls. So I'm gonna only play you 20 to 25 minutes a night, and you're not gonna close. And if he can still stay on the bench and be positive and encourage people, man." That would be amazing, that would show a lot about his professionalism, and that may get him a championship in the end and Here's the thing, man. I so badly want Russ to prove everyone wrong uh, and including me, I want him to prove everyone wrong so bad. I mean, what an insane story would it be if the Clippers did the unthinkable and won a championship, but did it with two guys that everyone said is never gonna are gonna never gonna win a championship. Paul George and Russ I mean it would be the most feel-good story and feel good stories and to do it after everyone on the Lakers every Laker fan said Russ was trash Russ was terrible to give a big F you to them and LeBron as well for the bad fit would be hilarious would be hilarious but I just feel like that's fantasy land I really want to go to fantasy land though like I really do but I don't know I just don't think it's gonna happen because I just, why should I think it's going to happen? Just because I'm a fan of the Clippers? And that's another thing. All those people that are saying on Twitter, like, it's basically mainly Twitter because I, I don't really talk about the Clippers on other platforms with others. But people are saying, those that, when we win the chip, uh, don't celebrate because you don't want Russ. You know the people that don't want Russ still want what's best for the Clippers too, right? It's not that they want us to lose. And nobody wants to be right more than they want the Clippers to win. You guys need to get over your fucking selves. Because the only reason why I clap back at certain people for saying I was being too negative in the beginning of the season when we made trades was because I was, like, being, like, vilified for it. Like, I was, I, people were saying I was being delusional and stuff like that. I'm not saying the people that are saying Russ is going to work out is delusional. But don't tell other people that they're not true fans and they shouldn't celebrate if it does work out. We should be okay to be wrong. What's wrong with being wrong? We're making sports predictions. It's not that fucking serious. This tribalism where like you gang up on somebody when they they have a different opinion than you is like insane to me. It's just so childish and stupid. I want Russell Westbrook to pay off so bad. Like let, let me guys, this is one of my favorite players. Like fuck Paul George and Kawhi. Like I loved Russell but let me let me rephrase. Fuck Paul George and Kawhi before they were clippers. I loved Westbrook before he was a Clipper. I loved him way more. I never rooted for Kawhi Leonard and Paul George like that. The only reason I rooted for Paul George was because of Westbrook. So I, even though I like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George more than, more than him now because they're on my team, I love Russ, and I want him to win a championship so badly, and now those goals align. I want Russ to win a chip. I want Russ to succeed. I want the Clippers to succeed. It almost feels too good to be true, but it is isn't. 2017. And the thing is, the main moral of the story, guys, is I'm not going to get mad at Russ. I'm really not. I mean, I probably will here and there, but I'm not going to blame him more than anyone. Because at the end of the day, the moral of the story is this. This is all on Ty Lu for managing the minutes. Not playing Marcus Morris too much. Still leaning into a wing-heavy approach. Prioritizing defense first. And even if Terrence Mann doesn't start. If he's really smart, Marcus Morris comes out of the starting lineup. And gets way less minutes. And we play Kawhi at the four. Because in today's game, he can do that. Russ, Kawhi, Paul George, and Terrence and Zoo. Um, That would be fantastic. And we switch everything. That would be well, I'm sorry, switch everything besides Zoo. That would be ideal. That's a great, I'm fine with that starting lineup. Russ, Terrence, Kawhi, Paul, George, and Zoo. But I think it's going to be Russ, Senior, Kawhi, Paul, George, and Zoo Because Ty Lu loves offense and he just loves Marcus Morris so much. And ultimately, this is going to fall on Ty Lu and Paul, George, and Kawhi. If Paul, George, and Kawhi don't win the championship, I don't care how many turnovers Russ has. You're the ones who brought him in. And Kawhi's on record saying he doesn't watch other teams play like that in his, in his off time. So I'd, I would be shocked if Kawhi Leonard's watching Laker games. And Paul George, his basketball IQ is suspect to begin with on the court, let alone his talent evaluation. You know, he wants his fucking, his friends, man. Paul George wants to build his super friend squad. So at the end of the day, if this blows up, I don't give a shit that they will 21 minutes. You took a gamble, and that gamble is that we had a solid team, that was looking good, and you wanted to make a big move. It And it's not a big move financially, but it's a big move in terms of who he is. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Ty Lue, your clock is fucking ticking. If you don't win the championship, I'm go, gunning for all their heads, and I want them out of here packing their fucking bags. That's it. That's all I got. Clippers t- for the to the death, my friends. Clippers to the fucking death. I still back this team 100%. And I am going to give Russ a huge ovation on Friday when he's introduced. Because I love the guy. He's still one of my favorite players ever. No matter what he does, won't change that. Well, actually, no. I'm not going to say that. As of now, nothing he has done on the Lakers changes that. He's still one of my favorite players ever. I want him to win a championship individually more than any player in the league that doesn't have a ring. And now, it's for my team. Friday, guys, there'll be a vlog up. Or Saturday, I should say. I'll be at the game. Clippers and Kings. Russell Westbrook's debut as a Clipper. Oh, my God. It sounds so weird to say that. That's all the negativity I'm going to have now, guys. It's I'm all for Paul George. I'm sorry for Russell Westbrook to succeed here. And I'm going to root for him every step of the way. That's it for me, guys. Thanks for listening to the audio version of this. Now we're going to go to the live subscribers. Waiting patiently in the chat. As expected, the most crowded live of the year. Over a hundred people. Appreciate everybody. Thanks so much. Go Clippers. Brody. You won't break my soul. Yeah. Okay. Let's get it, baby. (laughs) Let's ride.